In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. At midnight, there was a shout. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Almost nine years ago, it was late, late at night, on a Sunday, the last day of November. Sundays are long days for many of us in the church. They're glorious, but they consume a lot of energy. By Sunday night, we are ready for sleep. And by 11.30 p.m. that night, I was sound asleep. Suddenly, our home telephone started ringing. Well, we had stopped answering the landline years before. I let it ring. But then my cell phone started ringing too. I answered it. It was a faithful colleague, Wallace Marsh, the priest who was living in our cathedral residence at the time, right next to the church. Sam, he said, Sam, we've got a problem. Well, of course we must have had a problem. Otherwise, he would not have been calling me at that hour. And furthermore, I'm usually the last resort. (laughs) The last person anyone wants to call. So, in my bed, having just been waked up, I was still in a dark stupor. Something was weird. I could hear a strange sound in the distance, something that sounded like a tornado warning. And then I realized the horrifying disaster. I looked over at my wife, Bug, and exclaimed, Reluctantly, those are the cathedral bells I hear. Yes, it was 11.30 at night, and the cathedral tower bell system had malfunctioned. Remember, we do have real bells in our tower, but we don't use ropes. The bells are controlled electronically. The bells were ringing loudly, as if proclaiming something. But I knew that no one would be happy. I put on some clothes. I rushed to the church. The ever-faithful 
David Rocchio and Wallace Marsh were already here. They were downstairs, right over there in the main sacristy control room, turning off every switch they could find, but to no avail. And meanwhile, on our cell phones, they and I were receiving all sorts of Facebook inquiries, Twitter messages, phone calls, voicemails. What's up with the bells? Do you guys over there know that the bells are ringing? Yes, we knew. The whole neighborhood knew. At midnight, there was a shout. Now, on a holy occasion, I like the peal of the bells. At weddings, funerals, after Sunday services, they're glorious. As our neighbors know, however, our bells are meant to sound beautifully during the day, not during the night. That night, with all the city so quiet, those bells were tremendously loud and incessant everywhere. It was not a happy time, made even more daunting when we figured out that the circuit breaker box, which directly controls the bells, is in the very top of the cathedral bell tower. Have any of you ever climbed the cathedral bell tower? If you have, you know that our tower is not a lovely and easy tourist attraction. It was not designed to be ascended by the general public. The journey starts from way back there in the back balcony, where you're sitting, actually. Part of the journey is along the roof over this side aisle. The journey involves climbing four different ladders. And the last 40 feet, straight up, is the scariest ladder of all. Now, have any of you made that journey at midnight? <laughs> it is a scramble, not easy even during the day. David, Rocchio, and I had done it during the day. But nine years ago, we did it at midnight. Yes, the trusty David, Rocchio, and I did it with flashlights. And in record time, we had no idea what we were looking for. And so we pulled open every electrical box we could find along the way.
Finally, we were in the top chamber, at the very top, right next to the bells themselves. Even after finding the correct box and flipping every switch, we couldn't tell whether we had switched off the right one because the bells take so long to stop swinging. Together, they weigh over 5,000 pounds. We knew it would take some time before they stopped swinging. Did I mention they were loud? And that we were right next to them. We were frantic and we were hopeful. We were deaf. And we were communicating with hand signals. Finally, after a few minutes that felt like a few hours, we realized, okay, okay, I think the swinging is slowing down. That moment was the moment of my thanksgiving that year. It was not a moment of cathedral excellence or of cathedral hospitality, but it sure was a moment of cathedral grace. We spent the next several days apologizing profusely to our neighbors who mostly accepted the event gracefully. We realized again that the Cathedral of St. Philip is a huge and complex place and a complicated one. Usually we get things right and sometimes something goes wrong. Thus, at any moment of the day, any moment of any day, our cathedral community is being called to be prepared. It takes work. It takes effort. Even when we are asleep at night, like bridesmaids maybe, with oil in our lamps, we have to be prepared. Even when we are asleep at night, at midnight there might be a shout. Now, our gospel for today and our gospel for that Sunday nine years ago is known for these great words at the end. Keep awake. I like those words. I know Jesus means that if, if we are awake and alert and paying attention, we might just see amazing grace in the crazy world around us these days. If we are awake and alert and mindful, we can experience the presence of God in the most 
ordinary of events, even in the most scary or painful events, we can experience the holiness of God. But I think those words mean something else, too. They mean being prepared. There is no way that any true human being can literally stay awake all the time. We need sleep. Like those bridesmaids in today's parable needed sleep. Both the wise and the foolish needed sleep. And on that Sunday nine years ago, we too needed to be asleep. So, staying awake spiritually means another thing. It means being prepared. Staying awake means being prepared. That night, for instance, nine years ago, was certainly a crisis, but there was no way we resolved it simply by staying up all night and waiting for it. No, the way we had prepared for it, maybe unknowingly, was by having climbed those stairs before. By knowing something about our electrical system and circuit breaker boxes. By being able to use cell phones with each other in the middle of the night. By having worked together already and trusting each other. That was the oil that we had taken time to accumulate. The oil that we would need for our lamps in a time of crisis. It was the oil of preparation. The way to prepare for crises is to pay attention to human relationships. And complicated physical challenges before something goes wrong. Before something goes wrong. That's the way to stay awake. You know, it may be that most of us do know what to do during a crisis. We jump into action and try to be the solution. In fact, that may be why some of us like to create crises. You know people like that. Have you noticed people around us who actually like to create crisis? There are some. That's usually because they want to see themselves as Savior. 
They want the adulation of having solved a crisis. So they work, wildly and weirdly, to create crisis, to create disruption around themselves. The real secret of life is not knowing how to behave in a crisis. It's knowing how to behave before a crisis. The secret of life is knowing how to behave when there's not a crisis. How to behave during the ordinary times of our lives. You know those times. During the late and boring afternoon, maybe, before supper, when we've returned to our house or apartment or condo, when there doesn't seem to be much going on, or maybe we are at work, there are no meetings, no projects, no emails to answer, the students have left for the day, Or is there always that moment at three o'clock in the morning when we're definitely wide awake? Hey, we're following literally Jesus' command to stay awake. But we actually want to go to sleep, thinking of worries and terrors. What does it mean to be wide awake in those times of life? It means to be prepared. Stay awake. Be alert. Pay attention. Be mindful. Those are all powerful phrases of spiritual advice, and they're shared by most of the major historical religions of the world. From Buddhism and Hinduism, to Judaism and Christianity. Be mindful. Keep awake. But staying awake and paying attention and being mindful don't happen by magic. They happen by practice. They happen when we have used ordinary time to prepare. They happen when we are prepared. Get to know each other. Trust each other. Practice learning details. Climb the stairs around you when it is still daylight and not night. Get to know the world around you. Jesus calls it keeping awake. I call it being prepared. Amen.